2: Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates. Price and coverage match, limited by state law. Welcome back. Please have you long here,
0: Roger uh, Goodell,
3: uh, Commissioner Goodell. Oh, Ah, Commissioner Goodell. There's so many boobs that are in front of microphones. Wait. Yes.
4: Darn it! Remember the All-Star Game guy about they brought out like the Chevy sponsor guy to like, like oh, hand yeah. out the trucks. That guy, he was having like a panic attack, and he uh, <laughs> handed over the keys and said, oh, "The technology and stuff." That guy, yeah, Keyed
3: all over himself. to Madison Bumgar. Yeah. He was like, uh, he was like uh, Chris Farley. <laughs>
4: Remember that time that you pitched and you won the truck? That was awesome. Here's some technology. Uh, <laughs> Mariotto. <laughs> Roger uh, Goodle, uh, Commissioner uh, Goodell, da, da, Commissioner Goodle. Well, we have Nate McMullen, you know, uh, so many good ones.
2: finally, but not last, winner of the Golden Booth, the Tournament's top scorer I and did. the Golden Ball, the best player, Whoa. Megan Rapinoe. God,
4: <laughs> it's not even her name.
2: Megan Rapinoe.
4: Speak for yourself. I love me some Megan Rapinoe. It's amazing. Rest in peace, Richard Lewis. By the way.
3: Yeah, he died, yeah. and that's sad because Richard Lewis's greatness—well, he was greatness. Yes, I have a clip. You want to play? Uh, you want? You want to hear a little Richard Lewis? Yeah, on give me a little
4: Richard Lewis. Curb, which is kind of for for this generation. He's that's probably what he's most known for.
3: Yeah, but I mean, back in the day, he was a hell of a comic, stand-up oh, yeah. comic, well, really funny, naturally funny dude, Richard Lewis.
4: Yeah, he was in uh, the John Candy's last one, Wagons East, Robin Hood, Men in Tights. He had the with the sitcom <laughs> Anything But Love. He was a bigger deal, I think, back in the yeah in in the uh, you know in the eighties and nineties, and, and then he kind of had a, a resurgence there with uh, with
3: Kerb. Dude's
4: greatness and yep.
3: Curb, Your, He's he's big on Kerbier enthusiasm, and I would I would. Uh, state I would state this
4: you going best recurring character
3: I think he's better than um, Jeff or uh, Jeff yeah. yeah I think he's better than Jeff Yeah, I, I think Larry and Richard when they get together on that show it is it's gold every time like I, I and, it, and it's, it's all it's so and it's good. all improv Him yeah. and,
4: and, uh, you the, can tell it's improv the other guy that passed away I forget uh, Super Dave Osborne the guy that played Funkhauser yeah um, why can't I think of his name Dave Osborne <laughs> <laughs> that was a character he played. I forget what his actual name was, but like those are just Larry's friends, and so they would. He, he brought him on there, and they would just kind of riff. And it's funny that they we just had the like two episodes ago. We had the whole bit where Larry and Richard Lewis were putting in each other's wills. This is the the clip.
0: I did Wordle again today. I'm a Wordle wizard. Now.
3: Okay, wait a minute. They I gotta set us. this up. Yeah. This is but they're playing golf. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, they're just this just gives you a taste of. If you don't watch Curb, Larry David and Richard Lewis just playing off one another. They're just so good, every time. And they're playing golf, and uh, what you're going to hear is... So, (laughs) Larry was hanging out on a bench behind the driving range, and he overheard, he was eavesdropping on a golf coach giving a lesson to a guy. And that's what you'll hear him describing to Richard Lewis is, he, he kind of stole and the golf pro gets mad cuz he's like hey you didn't pay for this he's I- stealing a lesson and, but he says it's like the best golf tip he ever got and he's telling Richard Lewis about it
0: I did Wordle again today I'm a wordle wizard, man. I did it in three tries. That's three days in a row, man. Wow, you're really on a good streak. I'm on a huge streak. That's nice. All right, let's see if I can continue my streak. I know, you've been unbelievable. What is this all about? How are you doing this? You know why? I sat on a bench this morning and overheard a lesson. So I've had thousands of hours of lessons, two minutes on that bench. This guy changed my life. What kind of tips? Vertical drop. Yeah? Horizontal tug. Horizontal tug? Vertical drop. Horizontal tug. Now, I've dropped before, yeah. but I've never tugged. And now I'm tugging. Well, maybe I should tug. You got to tug. Can you teach me how to tug? I'll teach you how to tug. This is fantastic. Can I tell you something? Sure. I think this is the happiest I've ever been in my life. I don't even know who I'm looking at right now. How is something good happening to me? No one on the planet would believe that you're how happy. How is this possible? <laughs> well, I have better news for you. I'm leaving you in my will. I'm tweaking it, and you're in it. No, no, no. Don't, don't do that. It's done. You're in. I don't want to be in it. I have money. I don't need it. Give it to someone who needs it. When I die, I want you to know how much I care about you. I'm not going to keep it. I'm going to give it to charity. My best friend, you're getting it. No, I'm making a Shermanes statement about the will right now. I'm sick of your historical references. (laughs) If nominated, I will not run. If bequeathed, I will not accept. Well, I'm bequeathing. Well, I'm not accepting. You'll have to accept. Don't give it to me. Don't hurt my feelings. I'm not going to keep a penny of it. You're hurting me. Thank you, but I don't want it. I'm giving it to you anyway, pal. Oh my God. You.
3: Those two guys are freaking gold, yeah. And that's probably them just riffing off of one. Of yes, them.
4: and it's like every—they're best friends on the show, but they, all they do is hate hate each other. There's so many great moments <laughs> on on that show. Like there was once where they're they're trying to get to the restaurant early to pay for the other one because they they don't want the other one to pay. And Larry shows up fifteen minutes early and Richard Lewis has already been there for, for fifteen minutes or 15 minutes before that. And there's this whole thing of the next time they show up, Richard Lewis is like, fine, I'll just get here before they even open. And it's just it's just this great back and forth. It really is a great comedy duo. And it's just sad that they were talking about funerals and, and he wasn't able to able to go to the premiere this year because he he's battling Parkinson's real bad and um I didn't see exactly what he, he died from. I just saw that he they he, didn't he passed away at 76. So Larry
3: David issued a statement. Well, he put out a, a very Larry David-esque uh, tweet. And he said, or I don't know, on social media. Yeah. And he said, Richard and I were born three days apart in the same hospital. And for most of my life, he's been like a brother to me. He had that rare combination of being the funniest person and also the sweetest. But today, he made me sob. And for that, I'll
4: never forgive him. It's, and that's such an appropriate... <laughs> tribute <laughs> from Larry David to Richard Lewis and Bob Einstein. Um, or Einstein, he that was the Ooh. Funkhauser. Yeah. That was the and he died uh, a year or two there's ago. There's so many good characters on that show. Yeah, there's so many good recurring characters and Richard Lewis was one of the best and um, you know, they have and now we'll we'll get the the final, you know, cuz they've obviously filmed all all the episodes. So this will be Richard Lewis's last it uh, to be his last one. Yeah, it's,
3: it's wild. He's so there're four episodes in, right? Or Something three like that, or four. Yeah. He'll be in uh, you know,
4: as they air the rest of the season. Yeah, and then that'll and that'll be it. It's just it's uh it's kind of sad when you you're seeing people that you're just kind of used to uh in those roles. And like I said, Larry David's no spring chicken either. I mean, that's you know, How so, old's lair bear. I think. Well, he said they were born three days apart, oh, so that's he's right. Yeah, 76. seventy six. Richard Lewis was seventy six, so either he just turned seventy six, or my guess is he turned seventy seven this year, mm-hmm. which is why when when everyone asks like Larry David's like. Well, how do we know that this is it? You've always come back, and he goes, "I've never been seventy-six before." That's why. Hmm. Like, how many? How long do you want him to, you know, keep doing this? Like, you know, are we still doing curve episodes at eight eighty. Which, by the way, I think Larry David looks great for seventy-six. It's also one of those guys too that has probably looked seventy since he was fifty.
3: <laughs> no questions. It's the
4: Mick Jagger sort of thing. He just have always
3: looked old. So, do you know who's negotiating to be the next act to take up residency at Sphere in Vegas? I do not. Because the current one is U2. Well, their final weekend is coming up. Oh, they're shutting it down? They're almost done. Okay.
4: You know they made $4 million a show? God U2? Yeah. I mean, per show, dude. Well, everyone used to always make fun of acts for being Vegas acts, and then people realized how much money you can make for not really doing much of anything. They played there for over four months, and they made $4 million per show.
3: Uh, the... Next act that is, uh, according to Internet, negotiating for a residency this fall and winter, The Eagles. Oh. With Don Henley. And uh, and not...
4: D- yeah, not... Don't they have Fry's kid?
3: And not Glenn Fry. Yeah, I don't
4: know. I don't know what think they're doing. I think they have Fat Vince Gill. And I think they have the... Uh, oh, the, they have Vince Gill. I think Vince is a permanent member. And then they've got uh, Fry's kid and... Am I wrong? Is John Mayer involved in that thing?
3: No, he's Grateful Dead.
4: Is he Grateful Dead?
3: They should play there, and I think they are. Because when I was there, they were the, the Dead. The Deadhead logo was on the sphere, so was it? They must be coming up. That'd be a cool show to see in there.
1: Yeah, I, th- I think they were.
4: They either have played already, or they're definitely going to De- Dead and Friends. Yeah, they had a show. I I. Uh, so that's the one that Mayer's in, in, involved yeah. in. Yeah, he's the he's
3: the new. He's the Grateful Dead guy. And everybody says he's great.
4: Yeah, I'm looking at you. Yeah, they've... I wouldn't uh, know, but... Deacon uh, Fry and Vince Gill. Is Deacon Fry as big of a D as his dad? (laughs) I don't know. God,
3: that Eagles documentary is so good, but Glenn Fry is such an ass. Yes.
4: And Am I the only one who thinks it's a little weird, like when you just get someone's kid to... Well, Van Halen did that, right? Well, he was their bass player. He wasn't their guitar player. But he did some of that. But, but that's, but he, I mean, but it's a he, kid. He does his own. Yeah, that is, that is true. Well, so does Deacon. <laughs> what, what do you think? He doesn't play his own music? I, just think, it, I think it's a little weird. At least there's some, uh, like, founding members. Cause, like, uh, who's the, uh, who's the Southern Rock band? Um, Leonard Skinner. Yeah, I don't think they have, I don't even think there's a, a member anymore.
3: Yeah, but if you play Freebird, you're Leonard Skinner. <laughs> it's just, it's very strange to me. Who's the guitarist guy? Who's the crazy guy? Uh, I, I forget his name for the Eagles um, oh the one that Joe that, Walsh yeah well he's still shredding he's right? still shredding he's, he's awesome. there and
4: he was added at some point I love him because he wasn't always and then the, the one that uh, everyone hated or that uh, was um, oh the guy that wrote Toto uh, uh, Don Felder right like they, that was the one that uh, that Fry wanted to murder <laughs> in that Eagles documentary. And and he's always like crapping on everybody. Like there is a bunch of people in that that group that I think are a bit of a mess. Yeah, Walsh joined the
3: Eagles in '75.
4: Oh, I thought yeah, he, he, was he goes later way than back.
3: That. No, he goes way back. Okay. Well, that'd be. Co- uh, I could see the Eagles. I would, but I'd, again, I don't think that one gets me to Sphere. I will tell you, who gets me to Sphere? The Killers. The Killers get me to Sphere. You'd rather see the Killers than the Eagles, huh? But at the Sphere.
4: Yes. I mean I'd go see the Eagles for sure. They're they're freaking greatness, dude. Yeah. But like Don Henley to me is is I don't even need to see the Eagles. Can I just have Don Henley singing the Eagles? Cuz to be honest, I don't need to see the Eagles. I just want to see Don Henley. What if he plays Boys
3: of Summer over and over <laughs> and over? And then at the very end Hotel California. <laughs> that's and that's all, right. all you get. I'm fine with that.
4: Yeah, I don't Can know. Can I mix in a Desperado or I, something? I just feel like the sphere
3: what I want to do the Dude, I've talked to people that have been there, and they say it's absolutely freaking amazing. Like, dude, the go. They said whatever you do, go to a show at the Sphere. It's it's life changing. Like, huh. it's really good.
4: See, I heard the opposite. Really? Yeah. From someone that's in the business, they gave it like, yeah, yeah, it was alright. Yeah.
3: See, I it's everybody I've talked to. It's awesome. Um, now I don't know how the hell they're going to make money.
0: Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced.
2: Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
3: But who cares about that?
2: Yeah. But it's going to be
3: expensive to get a ticket there. If, if it's going to be that expensive, I want to see a band
4: that I really am fired up to see. And, and the Eagles, eh. You know, it's it's funny that you you mentioned the Killers and that I have nothing against the Killers. But the Killers suffer from the same fate like with the Giants. I hate the San Francisco Giants simply because of Dirt. Mm. <laughs> dirt has made me hate. And in some ways, Buckley <laughs> has made me hate the Giants. When they're not really a hateable team. And this is no fault of the Killers. But you know where I'm going with this.
3: Yeah, Mr. Brightside.
4: Yes. Ruins I kind you. of hate the Killers simply because every bar. I love going to, to like piano bars. You know, I'm, I'm a big fan of those. I like karaoke bars. I, I just, if I hear Mr. Brightside one more time, I may just, I may end it all. And it makes me hate the Killers. And I shouldn't hate the Killers. They're a fine band. But I hate that song with a fiery passion from hell. Yeah, I actually like that song, but that's not... I mean, no, it's just, they've I, done so
3: much good music. They have, and
4: this is why I said it is unfair, but when I think of the Killers, all I think about is, oh my God, I, wa- I don't want to punch the Killers in the face. I want to punch Mr. Brightside right in the face. And it bothers me that everyone that requests Mr. Brightside all look exactly the same. Like you, Everyone that you think would sing or request Mr. Brightside is exactly who you think he is. And it makes me want to punch those people in the face. Well, if you're not familiar with the Killers,
3: they they have a really good uh, live show from uh, Royal Albert Hall. Yeah. In England, that's worth a watch if you want to see what they're all about. Mm. But they do. I mean, Mr. Brightside is a part of it. Yeah, it is. It's always going to be. I mean, they're probably finished with that. I would. Imagine, I would assume every time. Could
4: I leave? Like, I, uh, that's like everyone's like waiting for Mr. Brightside, and I go to the bathroom. I'm like, I can't. Handle well, that. you should just boo. The only and one. throw tomatoes. <laughs> boo. <laughs>
3: I'm sure that would go over well with. The, yeah, I don't think that the would killer go. people.
4: No, I don't know. Like, do do people that like the killers? Do they I like don't. Mr. Brightside, or do they hate it like I hate it?
3: I don't think they hate it. I just think it's just another. Uh, you know, it was one of their most popular. It's probably it's their most it, popular yes. song. It's their. And panel. you know, most fans of bands they don't like the most popular sure. stuff. Or, or it's not that they don't like it. It's just that it's that's not, their, not their
4: yeah yeah. But I understand why Billy Joe closes with. Piano man, I understand why Metallica closes with like *Inner Sandman*. Like, I, I get that, but there's something about Mr. Brightside that I want to kick in the face. I don't want, just can't handle. It. So I'm looking at their set list here. Someone said, "What about the Eagles singing Kenny Chesney's *Boys of Fall*? Now we're talking. That gets me. I love that. That gets me to the sphere. <laughs> Sing along." <laughs>
0: Yeah,
3: I'm looking at their set list. They closed with it.
4: What would happen if I was forced to choose between Mr. Brightside or Boys of I Fall? Feel that I think you should Show choose Mr. Brightside. I think I would have to choose Mr. Brightside. <laughs> it would be tough, but I think I would be forced to clean, swallow that pill.
3: I tell you, it's not a very long set. They
1: Standin
3: they played they played twelve songs. That's it. The other night. Mm. Yeah, no, no encore, nothing. They just played Mr. Brightside and walked off the stage. <laughs> good night, Springfield. There will be no encore. They did sing Go Your Own Way. I love it when bands do covers. Yes, they sing Fleetwood Mac. Yeah,
4: yeah, that's uh, one of the great parts. Like Foo Fighters, uh, Pearl Jam, you always get a good cover.
3: Hey, Foo's doing a big uh, benefit concert. Did Are you see they? that? No,
4: I got my tickets when they come to uh, Providence. They're doing a. Uh, they're opening. I think they're the first concert, if I'm not mistaken, at Providence
3: Park. What's that for? I saw they were doing something, and I thought, "Yeah, okay, here it is." They they're raising awareness for affordable healthcare access. Oh, all right. And I thought that was cool because I'm like, you know, over time, because we were just talking about the uh, "We Are the World" documentary,
4: which was really cool. If you haven't seen
3: that, watch it. And then you have the, of course, the um, the famous Live Aid. Yeah, like Live Aid, the the Freddie Mercury performance. Mm-hmm. And you have a lot of others. Like over time, those big benefits—they've mm-hmm. been iconic, absolutely. And so I wonder if, like, I mean, this is th- so the foos are—it's called the uh, Power to the Patients, mm-hmm. and it's a nonprofit that calls for price transparency and equitable healthcare access. And they're playing it; it's in D.C., and they're playing this concert on March fifth. Cool. Was it in the
4: like the Redskins Stadium or I guess the Commander Stadium? You're what, canceled. I don't even know what that's called. Is that FedEx Field still? I don't know what the hell I that don't
3: know is. where it is, but they'll have Fat Joe, Busta Rhymes, Wyclef Jean, and more. Oh, and right. it's And it's, it's a break from their world tour that well, they're and doing. And
4: Dave's from that area, too, so little hometown But show. I think
3: that's kind of cool. I wonder if there's going to be more of that. You know, like the benefit shows are...
4: Uh, yeah. You, you know, we're not just playing. We're playing for a cause. Well, and, and hopefully you're raising money and not just awareness. <laughs> I do enjoy when, when bands raise awareness. Well, the money but,
3: goes to the band. <laughs> no
4: way. Don't worry, but we, the awareness goes to the world. Yes. Yes. We're not going to donate any money or anything, but we are going to raise so much awareness, you won't even you won't even believe.
3: One it. final uh, We Are The World documentary follow-up. Can anybody explain why and if you haven't seen that, it is tremendous. Yes. The We Are The World documentary called the, what is it, The Greatest Night in Music or Greatest something? Night
4: in Pop or whatever? Greatest Night in Pop, I think. And, and by the way, Isaac, we were wondering why this had never seen the light of day before. Yeah. Someone texted us and said that they actually released this footage on VHS in 83, but people had just kind of forgotten about it. Oh. So this had been out there, but not no you know, widely circulated. Because no one has a VCR. It's possible. Well, back then, you know, it was a little too soon. You needed to let this thing breathe for 30 plus years and then, you know. Definitely a more profound impact now. Yeah.
3: Well... I don't know if you noticed, but Dan Aykroyd was in it. Huh? Does anybody know why?
4: Well, remember at the time the Blues Brothers were kind of a big deal. That's why. You just, you know, I don't, it's, the Blues Brothers were like a they were a touring act. So somehow you ended up well, with Dan Aykroyd back there. This says. So I
3: just Googled it, and he said he was in L.A. meeting with candidates to be his money manager and accidentally walked into the office of a talent manager who had clients committed to the We Are the World recording session, and so the talent manager just invited him.
1: Get right the hell out of
4: town. That's it. Okay. Well, that's kind of badass. Next thing you know, Dan Aykroyd's there. I assumed it was just because of the Blues Brothers. Him and Belushi, although Belushi was probably dead at
3: that time. They say his involvement in the song was a happy accident. Oh. He was in the wrong place at the wrong time. <laughs> How about that? <laughs> right. Yeah, that was so weird. You're watching the vid, and they're all on the risers and everything, and there's Dan Aykroyd. Like, you're looking at all of them. I don't know if you recognized every single person in there. I didn't. There I didn't either.
4: I had to Google, yeah. um, and you can find a full list. And there's some that even after I saw the names, I wasn't. I was like, wait, who's that? I was.
3: I was embarrassed about this, but Carly Simon flew
4: right over my head (laughs) you missed that one
3: well yeah i did i was like who's that
4: well and some of them again there was a bunch of people like up on the risers that you you know that didn't sing um
3: yeah they didn't have solo parts
4: no they didn't have solo parts that i had to that that i had to look up Um, little richard was up there wasn't he i don't remember little richard i remember a bunch of the jackson little brats were up there like michael's brothers did you see any of them no. Yeah, they were all weaseling around in the background. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. And I'm assuming again that was one of those. Well, Michael wrote the song, so yeah. his brothers were like, "Hey." Was Janet there? I assume she was. No, there. I don't think Janet was there, but I'm I'm almost positive that Latoya was there. Huh. Latoya, and then I think uh, who was the other one? Uh, I think Runde. And there might was the other one Marlon. Yeah, I know there were there were a couple Jackson brothers there that I recognized. Um, the one that I, that I, it kind of threw me off a little bit was, uh, um, the, I don't remember, uh, Hall and Oates being there at all. And all of a sudden I saw them and I was like, wait, Hall and Oates are involved in this? Well, Hall has a solo part. Yeah. But Oates was there too. Yeah. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't recognize that. I didn't remember Dionne Warwick. Yeah. Cause I think of her as a giant joke because she was, Why? well, cause all she does now is she does like the psychic, like, oh. She's, she's she's greatness, dude. I know, but like I don't even like she was greatness in nineteen eighty four. She hasn't been great in twenty plus years. I had to look up Al Giro. Yeah, he was another one. He had a solo He was the guy that got all drunk. Yeah, he was getting drunk. And was pissing everyone off. I didn't know who that was. I had no clue.
3: <laughs> yeah. Or not I, I said what did I say? Carly Simon Kim Carnes. Kim Carnes is the one that I had to She was standing next to
4: Cindy Lopper. <laughs> you're like, wait, who? Did you recognize her? No. Yeah, that's Kim Carnes. Do should I know Kim Carnes? I honestly don't. There's another one I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know who that is. Like I said, there were a bunch of people when I read through the list that I did not know. Oh, the other one too that I that I realized were the Pointer Sisters were all there. Really? Yeah. Didn't see him. Yeah. Hmm. And then Waylon Jennings walking out was fantastic. Kim Carnes does Betty Davis eyes. Oh, okay. I do know She's that song. It and James Ingram, I didn't know him either. He was on there. I was like, man. Well, watch it.
3: the documentary. It's cool. Yes. And that's why Dan Aykroyd's in it. It was an accident. All right. Um, got some movie news coming up. It's 623 on the fan.
2: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on What's in Your Podcast queue. And guess what?